Hi, I'm Lori. And I'm Kevin, and this is No Longer Ashamed. We are survivors of childhood sexual abuse. And we're here to share with you that if you're a survivor, you don't have to be alone. Our logo is a salamander, and the reason is a fire salamander can survive a fire, and you have survived a fire. We want to help you with your journey to healing and hope. We are all survivors together, and we walk this journey together. And you are not alone. By telling our stories, we are hoping that you will have the courage to share in your stories as well and find your voice. Because stories are so important, and for so long, I know that I wouldn't tell my story, but when I finally shared my story, that's when I got my freedom. And this is our journey and your journey to healing and hope. So come with us. So you want to talk about judgment and self-compassion. Yeah. What brought that up? What brought well, that up? it's kind of related to our self-sabotaging because I think a lot of the effect of when we self-sabotage is we pass judgment. So it's like self-judgment where we're, after we do something that, that we sabotage, then we judge ourselves. So it's this negative cycle. You know, we, we do these things that we know we shouldn't be doing or that aren't good for us or, you know, and then after we do them, we pass judgment on them. So we feel worse about it. And then we do something again because, and it it's generated by our, sometimes it's our ways of avoiding our feelings or avoiding the negative thoughts we're having or the feelings of anger or all the the, the feelings that we're having we we do these things to avoid or distract ourselves from them and then we pass judgment on ourselves and it makes it even worse i know for me it's like this self-perpetuating cycle of just getting in the rut <laughs> well and i think it's twofold i i listened to a podcast that i like today he was talking about self-sabotage and of course he's not coming from the place of childhood trauma but what i've been really thinking about lately is so we sabotage we feel bad we beat ourselves up but also we sabotage because maybe we're not trying to avoid the feeling maybe we're trying to get back to the familiar because we've yes. lived in that for so long mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I've been working on is taking joy moments and finding like if I'm coming out of the pool and the sun is rising and it's a beautiful red sky, I just stop and I yeah. actually conjure the feelings. Like it'd be easy to go, oh, pretty, move on. I sit and I look and I conjure the feelings of joy because what I recognize is that I almost want to stay in this status quo because in my mind it's safe, but it's not happy and joyful. Yeah. And so I feel like the part of my brain that's doing all the work on its own is trying to keep me there. And I just read this amazing book. It's called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. Oh, yeah. And I think I, you've I, mentioned I, that before. Yeah. And why I like it so much is because it really is that self-talk. And when we're, when we choose to be intentional and pay attention to the words that we're saying to ourselves, we can turn things around. But part of the problem of not being present 
We're either worried about the past, we're focusing on the future, and we're disregarding the now. And so all of those tapes, because they really, they're just tapes that are going on in our head. You're not worthy. You don't deserve this. You know, whatever, whatever it is we're telling ourselves. You always screw it up. You, you know, all the things that we, we tell ourselves because we've heard them. It's on autopilot. So in order to get in the moment, have that joy moment, and then think about what we're telling ourselves and turn it around and be so intentional and it's hard work. And I think this is why people don't do it because you really have to, I've been working really, really hard on it. Yeah. And we're like rubber bands because we want to go back to what's familiar, but familiar isn't necessarily great or good. And so I'm trying to stay in a place of joy and happiness longer each day or Mm -hmm. each time that I become conscious because I, I, you know, I read all these books on habits, like the atomic habit. And they, they say like 95% of what we do is is autopilot. It's just habit. The way we drive, we get up, we we drink, we take the dogs for all all the things we do. So for us to stop and be intentional can really start to change things up, but we don't do it unless we have a reason to, because I think it's just the way we're made. Well, habits are ingrained. I mean, that's why they're called habits. And the habits we have of self-sabotage aren't helping us. And in order to change those, we have to become aware of them. And I think it is important to be aware of our self-talk because that's generally what generates our habits, what we're thinking or feeling about ourselves. And in order to change them, we have to change that self-talk so we start to change how we feel about ourselves. And that's where self-compassion comes in. We have to give ourselves a break. And like you said, when you have that moment of awe, you know, you're seeing this beautiful sky or you're you're just today I went for a bike ride and it was absolutely amazing out. Oh, it was just beautiful, beautiful day. And there were several times I was riding and I was just in awe. Mm-hmm. And so we have to realize that there is a place where we belong and we do belong here and now, but it's like we have to enjoy and give ourselves compassion for when we see ourselves doing those habits, we have to recognize the habit and then start to realize why we have those habits and give ourselves a break about it so we can try to change them. And then when you start changing them, recognize that it is hard and it does take work and it doesn't always work. But when it doesn't work, we can't beat ourselves up about because that just sends us back to those old habits. So part of it is recognizing the changes we want to make and that there are other ways of doing the things. Like, you know, I I know when I would do things that I know that aren't helpful, but I do them anyway. Mm -hmm. That's when I listen to why I'm doing them. What is it that's making me want to do them? And what is that voice in my head that's telling me you don't matter anyway? So just go ahead and do it. Do this. You're never going to change all those voices. And that's where you can start to change those voices is when you recognize them. Well, and I think it's twofold because 
you know, we talked about toxic shame. And so one of them is recognizing. And I think that awareness, like you said, you're riding your bike and you just like, you were just so aware. Like, like I think it's so easy to go through our day and not be aware and not even recognize that we can be aware, but then to validate. So to, to look at it, like if we've done something, so we recognize we can feel joy and we feel that joy and we go, oh, we can feel different. And then the, you know, the next time we're at a point where we're beating ourselves up is to recognize, oh, I don't like that feeling and acknowledge, you know, maybe I want to be mad and maybe recognize and validate. I want to feel bad because we do. We don't really want to, but we do. We want to feel bad. If somebody hurts our feelings, see, you know, because we want that because it's familiar. And so I think it's twofold. It's acknowledging it and, you know, being aware of it and then validating it. Yeah, I I really want to feel bad. And then when when we say it out loud, it's like ridiculous. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, I really don't want to feel bad. And then that's when we can begin to say what is true. So for instance, it's easy to go to a, a worse place. So like, say somebody, we saw someone in the store and they ignored us and we're, we're so upset and we're like, they don't like me. They just hate me. And we start telling ourselves all these things. And the truth might be, they didn't even see you. Mm-hmm. So we go to this place of, I'm a horrible, terrible person. Everybody hates me. When we can say, what is the truth? The truth is maybe they didn't see me. Now, now what am I going to do with that information? Because that's a whole different feeling. You can't be mad and hate yourself and think you're a scumbag if they just didn't see you. Yeah. And when we go there, it's like you have to recognize that these are the things that we're used to. And so it is almost a comfort. But if you want to get to a different place, a better place, it helps to look at it and say, well, I don't need to act like this or feel like this or respond like this. There's a different way of doing it. It's like when you're doing self-harm, it's because there's a lot of reasons why we do it. But when you do it, if you recognize what your feelings are and what you're reacting to and what you're acting on, you can look at a different way of doing it. It's it, I, I remember when I was going through my divorce and I was just an emotional wreck. I spent a lot of time by myself just listening to loud music and dancing by myself and and expressing all these emotions because no one was there. So I didn't have to feel shame or I didn't have to feel embarrassed about what I was expressing. But it allowed me to express them even though I didn't like the emotions, even though they I wasn't you know, they were feelings of just self-hate, but being able to express them. And then once I got them out, I started to look for those other feelings that weren't self-defeating, you know, looking for those times when I felt good about myself. And even in those times to say, wow, I'm feeling really good about myself and just acknowledge that. Oh, I like this. I, I actually might like to feel this way more often. Mm-hmm. It, like it, it's, I love what you said in the beginning is that, you know, being aware and then knowing that we have that option. Yeah, we 
don't have to pass judgment on ourselves all the time, even though we're used to it, even though that's what we kind of fall back on. If we instead give ourselves compassion and say, look, you know, we we do this a lot because this is what we've been through and this is what we fell upon and this is our old habits, but I'm changing, I'm working on this, I'm getting better, this is how I'm getting better. Give yourself compassion and then you can start enjoying yourself and the moment you're in more and you don't have to punish yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine that. It's almost like asking a different question. So we d- we just beat ourselves up. We don't think about it. But then we recognize it and we say, do I really want to feel like this? Mm-hmm. Because when we say it out loud, it's like, well, no. But when we don't say it out loud, it's of course, because this is what I deserve. Yeah. But when we start to recognize that we have options and that we don't have to be mad all the time, because you know, when people come out of, especially out of drug addiction, they have two feelings, joy, because they're glad they're getting out and anger. It's like they don't even know there's a range of emotions Mm -hmm. because they've been stuffing them their whole life. And so it's like recognizing there's a range of emotions and that it is okay to feel them. And that it's so amazing to me that we're so hard on ourselves, and we would never treat anybody we love the way we treat ourselves. Yeah. And we're so judgmental on ourselves. But one of the things I see that leading to is being really judgmental of others and that's not healthy for us either. Because like you said earlier, we don't know what they're going through. We don't know if they noticed us even, but you become harsh. When you're harsh on yourself, you become more harsh towards others. And it it just perpetuates. It just, you just get, you you get this nastiness inside from being harsh. Mm -hmm where there's other ways of dealing with it. You know, having that compassion towards yourself helps you to have compassion towards others, and then things don't affect you as much. Mm -hmm. And it's really toxic when you're just judgmental all the time. But that's what we're taught often. That's what we end up, we're in the cycle of of self-hatred because we've been taught self-hatred. And since we hate ourselves, we start to hate everyone else. So the compassion is where we can come out of that, understanding what's going on in ourselves and then giving ourselves a break about it and finding a different way of dealing with it. I think that's so important is there are ways of dealing with your emotions, with your feelings that aren't harmful to you, but we aren't taught those. We we haven't learned them often. And, and well, so... If you think about it, if you're abused as a child, you don't have, you don't know, you're just a child, you don't know how to cope. And that's why I'm such a big advocate of getting a coach or getting a counselor, because even if you feel like, well, I'm doing okay, having somebody listen, that's not your husband or your wife or your best friend that actually has training behind them. And that can say, oh, this is where that comes from, or offer ways to tweak how we think. Because we've just been trying to figure it out on our own. Yeah. And, and they're and, objective and they're they're not going to be judgmental. Right. And then today I've been sending this to you. I've been listening to, I love real crime, real, real crime, crime profile. Yes. And they've been covering the Boy Scouts. And yes. 
they today at the end of the show there's a hotline you can or you can email it's called wantatalkaboutit.com so they say anybody not just the boy scouts but anybody if you you know if you haven't talked about it call one of those lines talk to somebody and if, if you have done some work on it maybe you got counseling in the beginning but now you're you know you're just recognizing i don't i feel mad all the time or i'm still low grade depression get help like what a great wonderful thing it's like a spa day you know you go you get to talk they don't interrupt you you have somebody on your team it's such a wonderful thing and Mm -hmm. i i think that there's a certain generation that thinks maybe counseling is like you're weak if you have to go to counseling you know so it might depend on your age but you know get maybe for christmas give yourself the gift of counseling and i love what dr zoe said she's the one that says toxic shame she said if you can't afford it you know if you're just like i can't afford it go one time Mm-hmm. Or hire a coach for one session or most coaches, like we have our coaches, Marcus and, and Michael, you can do a discovery call. You can call, go get on a half an hour call for free yeah. and they'll just listen to you, whether you ever sign up or not. And yeah. it's like, do something good for yourself and, and get somebody that will listen that might have some insight and wisdom about what you're going through. Yeah. And even just talking to someone who's not going to be judgmental about what you're talking about, going to let you just talk about it, get off your chest is so important because we're judgmental of ourselves. And so we never talk about it because we pass judgment before we even talk about it. So it's important to just have an outlet, have someone you can share these things that you might not even feel really great about, but you just want to, you need to get them out. You, they're, they're bugging you. There's what you're upset about in your life, but you don't want to vocalize it because it seems bad. But if you do vocalize it, then you, you're getting towards understanding it, why you're feeling that way, where it's coming from. And that's where when you don't pass judgment on it, you can have compassion for yourself. I remember a friend of mine was telling me some things about how she felt. We we worked together, but we couldn't see each other. We talked down the line. We were in radio. And I I think she had told me maybe that her dad was an alcoholic somewhere along the way. And I said, why don't you Google adult children of alcoholics? And so she did that. And the next time we got on the you know can to talk, she said, oh, my God, they know me. You know, so when we have behaviors and things from our abuse, we think we're all alone. We think nobody could possibly understand. But when we reach out for help at Celebrate Recovery or going to any of these kind of recovery groups, I mean, I think about what so often what you said, Kevin, when you found that group and you were like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Yeah. And that's when you find out that there's reasons we act and react in ways And it kind of takes the blame off of yourself. You understand, oh, there's reasons I was doing this. Right. I'm not just a horrible person. I actually, there's a reason that this is happening. Yeah. Well, and also you learn there's other ways of acting and reacting and give yourself the grace to start doing them, but Mm -hmm. don't have these expectations of just being perfect all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, having forgiveness for when you don't always act the way you want to or react the way you want to understanding that you're not going to be perfect right away. It takes a while and you're never going to be perfect, but you can get better. You can Mm -hmm. 
find other ways of acting. You could find other ways of reacting. You can find other ways of acting out your frustration or your yourself issues that when you feel like you want to sabotage yourself, instead find ways of building yourself up or doing something that you like to do instead of doing something that makes you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that when we're going it alone, we don't have any perspective that things can be different mm -hmm. because it's all we know. And so when we are able to start getting support, talking to people, seeing that other people have gone through it. Other people, you know, like you, you may have not belonged with your family anymore because of what you went through, but there is a place that you can belong. And yeah. it's, it's recognizing that, I mean, that's why we did this podcast is so that people don't have to feel alone. And what happened during COVID was it isolated a lot of people. And so now, even though we're back in it, some people who maybe were on their own or were single, they're having a hard time getting back in the swing of it. And so if you are isolating and then you're having these thoughts and you're being so hard on yourself, I just want to say it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. There is other ways of being and other ways of treating yourself. And it starts with awareness. And then instead of passing judgment, having compassion mm -hmm. and compassion is so important. Self-compassion just helps you get over the humps, helps you get past those down times when you're compassionate towards yourself. I mean, you're never going to be perfect. We all make mistakes. We all screw up and go back to our old, old ways sometimes. But at least when you recognize it, you can say, oh, yeah, I did that. But that's because I was feeling this way or feeling stressed out. But instead, I'm going to start doing this instead. Right. I love what Maya Angelou said, when we know better, then we do better. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just a process. It's just a process of learning how to have some more compassion, being present. And one thing your wife talked about a lot was putting down the phone. And so I made a point when I get to work, I don't, unless I need the phone for work, I, I put it down. So even in the elevator, and it's so interesting how so many people are just glued to their phone and it almost makes them uncomfortable when you put <laughs> your phone down. But I, 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 I'm like trying to really be in the present moment. That doesn't mean we don't set goals and plan. You know, some people get weird about that. But if we can start to enjoy right where we are, right when we're there more often, yeah. that's a, a big step in the process. And all of a sudden we might go, oh my gosh, I'm actually feeling better because I'm not worried about what happened before. I'm not worried about what's coming up. I'm just actually enjoying my cup of coffee or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing at the moment. Yeah, because once you get going on the things you did in the past, you know, when you do something, you make a mistake or something, and it reminds you of all the times you made mistakes, and then you right. just dwell on it. I always do this. You, you, Yeah, you get obsessive, and you just drag yourself down. But if instead of that, you just laugh it off and say, oh, well, uh, that happens, and give yourself grace and enjoy yourself where you are in the moment, even when it's there are times that you're just frustrated and stuff isn't going well. Knowing that it's going to get better is, mm -hmm. is what carries you through that. I heard this WNBA player, I can't remember her name, but she was doing a talk, maybe to high school kids. She said, you know, we're always waiting for things to get easier. And she goes, I'm here to tell you, they don't get easier. We learn to do hard better. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so true. It it's gonna be hard. There's always gonna be hard things we're we're gonna go through. And there's no guarantees that we're gonna get perfect every time. Mm-hmm. But we can still with compassion give ourselves grace and enjoy where we are. This morning I had a Zoom call I had to get on. And so I was in a little bit of a hurry. I pulled the eggs out of the refrigerator. I was just going to, you know, make a quick breakfast. And I put them on the counter, not in a good way. And all of a sudden they fell on the floor. And so I broke all my dozen eggs. <laughs> and normally I would be like, God, you're such a clutch. You're always, you know, in such a hurry. And I was, I just laughed. And I was like, oh my gosh. I, you know, I just found a way to enjoy the moment. And actually three of them didn't break. Uh. But, you know, it was like in the past, I would have been so hard on myself for, you know, how could you not pay attention or whatever? It's just a dozen eggs. What? You know, and it's when we really start to look at what we punish ourselves for, things that really in the scheme of things don't even matter. Yeah, it's not worth it. We're worth more than our all our regrets and self-criticisms we're, we're worth praising what what we've gone through and where we are now and, and i think that's where judgment is so hard on ourselves when we're judgmental of ourselves and we're judgmental of others we're you're just dragging yourself down well, and often we're just repeating what was said to us as children. And that person may have even died and we're still carrying the torch. We're just saying the words they said, you know, so for yeah. me, I could never do anything right. And so that's what I was told. That's what I believed. And so as the eggs are dropping, you never do anything right. And it's mm-hmm. like, yes, I do. I do a lot of things yeah. right. And then yeah. you can find a way to laugh about it. But again, it's, be, it's being aware rather than yes. just the reaction of, oh, I dropped the eggs. Oh, I'm in a hurry. It's like, you know, I start to hear myself say, you never do anything right. You're such a klutz. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh-uh, mm-mm. I do. I do some things right. I don't do everything right, but I do I do some things right. You yeah. know, and it's it's just finding the way to just start turning those things around and giving ourselves, like you say, grace and compassion. Yeah, I, I know when I was at my absolute bottom, what turned things around for me was recognizing that even when I was at my bottom, I was still working. I was still taking care of things. You know, I just looked at the things that were working right that I was doing. And maybe I wasn't working in the job that I thought I would be, but I was working towards that. And I looked at where I was and what I was working towards and started just being thankful for that, being thankful that I was still doing all the things that were working in my life rather than just dwelling on what had happened and what went wrong and blaming myself for everything because that that's just gonna self-perpetuate you're just gonna keep blaming yourself and finding reasons to blame yourself and then blaming yourself for more reasons and Yeah. yeah Well, and a good thing to do is to A, say the things out loud when you're in that moment and you're feeling it, say it out loud because then you hear like it's you're taking that tape from the back of your brain and you're bringing it forward and you're actually hearing the words. Or if you keep a journal or have a notebook, write them down because what happens is when we get them out of our head and we say them or we write them, they lose their power. Yeah. When we recognize them, then we can change that. So I think that's important to 
recognize it and and start looking at different ways of looking at it. So it's not an easy process. I know for me, I went through a long period where I embraced the messiness. I embraced how much of a wreck I had become because I felt like I had deserved it. And then I started changing that feeling. I said, no, I, I, I can do better. I can be better. I know it because I am working that way. And it's kind of an attitude shift. But I think you do have to, like you said, say it out loud, write it down, something so you're recognizing what it is that's in your head that you're telling yourself. Yeah. And along those lines, something I've been recognizing because, you know, I teach podcasting and so I'm on all these Zooms. I have so many pet peeves. <laughs> the one I've been noticing is so there will be a leader on a Zoom, but somebody like they'll ask for people to share what they've learned or whatever. And so many times, I would say more than 80% of the time, the first words out of a person's mouth is, oh, I'm sorry for my voice or, oh, I'm, you know, is some sort of excuse or some sort of apology. And I think we don't we don't have to apologize for ourselves. We don't have to ever apologize for anything. And it just it just is interesting to me. I don't know if you notice that or if you're on that many Zooms, yeah. but so often and even I podcast and when I teach this, I'm like, never start with an apology. I mean, I'm yeah. so sorry I didn't show up last week. No, you don't draw attention to it. Yeah. But but it is amazing. And and this is something I've worked on, is probably why I'm aware of it, is I used to apologize for everything. If you drop mm-hmm. something, I'd be like, oh, sorry. Like, yeah. isn't that interesting? And I don't know if that's a, a trauma response, but I started to recognize it. And I remember because somebody said, well, what are you sorry for? And I go, <laughs> well, you <laughs> dropped it. Well, why are you sorry? It's not about you. And I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. You know, but it's it's taking that and then beginning to recognize it. And then that's when we can start to be different. So who are you judgmental of or what are you judgmental of and what are you so judgmental of in your life that is just perpetuating? What is it that you constantly drag yourself down about? What is it that you feel like makes you want to do something that isn't helpful or healthy? What's that voice? Talk it out. Say it out loud. Say what you feel about yourself. Say what you, those things that you really have kept secret from everyone, but need to come out and then look at them and change them. Because more than likely, it's a lie. Just like what you said uh, when you when you were recognizing and then you were like, you said, but look, I am working. But look, yeah. I am. You know, when we start to say them out loud, we can recognize the lie that they are. And to think yeah. that we've been feeding this tape in our head that's actually a lie because we haven't recognized the words that are being said. Yeah. And then have compassion for the process because it isn't easy. We have been taught this so well that we don't even recognize it most of the time until we start looking at and realizing that it's there. Until you look at it and realize it's there, it's just kind of taken over the in the background. It's in the background, but it's mm-hmm. controlling you. So until you bring it out and start talking about it and start saying it out loud, then you can recognize when it's happening. And that's when you give yourself compassion and say, no, that's not how I'm going to talk about myself anymore. I'm going to change that. I want to talk about myself that 
I don't always screw everything up. I do things that are good. I do things well a lot of the time. Maybe not always, but a lot of the time. You know, just change that voice and have compassion for the process because it takes time and we all screw up and we still do. But which is cool you, because that's why we grow. Yeah. <laughs> mess up. If, if you give yourself grace when you screw up, you're going to give others grace when they screw up. I mean, it's not necessary to be perfect all the time. If we if we were, it'd be pretty boring. Yeah. Well, and perfect is overrated. I mean, most of my coaching clients, they're recovering perfectionists because they mm. thought they were supposed to do everything perfect and that's not attainable. Perfection yeah. is just, I mean, if you're a, if you're a doctor, you definitely, you want to be perfect. You don't want to <laughs> be, wanna be really, you know, but, really but I'm good. telling my clients do it messy, just yeah. do it. But, you know, it's amazing how many kids were, you know, maybe told they wouldn't amount to anything or that they're not doing it right or good enough. And of course, those voices, because uh, you had said we were taught and in a way we were taught, but we were just impressed with the words of a parent. And often even the parent didn't even know that they were harming us by saying things. Sometimes they're like, well, if I tell them this, then they'll work harder. You're never going to amount to anything if you don't blah, blah, blah. And the message is you'll never amount to anything. And so you get mad, you drop your eggs and your brain says, you're never going to amount to anything. And you're like, wait a minute. Like yeah. that's the lie, but we don't even recognize it as a lie. We, we, our brain thinks it's our truth. Yeah. And it might not even be our parents. I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes our parents teach us really well, but someone else grooms us and teaches yeah. us differently. And then we're all messed up because, you know, we thought we were doing well, but then this, we heard these lies from someone else that groomed us and taught us. So bring it up, talk about, it, write it down, look at it, find the lie in it and change the way you talk about yourself, change the things you say to yourself and say about yourself. Say kinder things. Yeah. And that self-compassion will grow in you and you'll have compassion for others. And it really, it changes how you feel. It's amazing because when you're judgmental all the time, it's just this, this drag on your life. And I think when you recognize it, you're like, I don't want to be like this. Like, we don't know we're like that. But mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, when we recognize it, I think then we go, oh, I don't want to be mad all the time. Or I don't want to be pissed off at everyone all the time. And then that's when we can start to go, oh, I don't have to be. Yeah. But it's most mostly starts with ourselves. Yeah. So self-compassion. Yeah. Let that be your Christmas present to yourself. <laughs> turn, turn that judgment around to compassion. Mm -hmm. And then it'll be a gift for you and for everyone you know. Because self-healing is an act of community service. <laughs> it is. That's our mantra. <laughs> so have a happy holiday, everyone. Yeah. And this is when we take a minute. Oh, I just want to say about the holiday is that that's where we can tell ourselves some bad stories too. So yes. just pay attention when you're around family. And if you're around a maybe a parent or something that's always been judgmental, try to just listen and pay attention and be like an observer, a noticer. And you might be really surprised at what you discover about your family yeah. and yourself. And the those tapes that are in your head where they came from. You might start recognizing where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And 
that's where you can start erasing them and yes. changing them. Yeah. <laughs> so give yourself a present this yeah. holiday and we're going to edit a little them awareness. And... We're going to edit them, take out the bad yeah. words, put in the good words. <laughs> <laughs> So that's it for today. We are going to have a prayer time if you want to stick with us. If not, we believe in you. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your stories. If you like this podcast, please rate and review because that's how other people can find us. And we really want to spread this message. Father, I thank you for all your blessings, especially this season that we celebrate. And we just recognize your compassion for us. Lord, I just pray that those who are listening would have compassion for themselves, would find that in, in themselves, the, the compassion that you have for them, that they would feel that and they would embrace that and feel that compassion towards themselves. And it would change those judgmental thoughts, those judgmental feelings they have about themselves and about others. And it would help them to embrace who they are and feel compassionate towards themselves and feel that love for themselves so that they feel like they do deserve to be loved and that you do love them. And that's why you're compassionate towards them, Lord. I just pray that we would be a blessing to those who are listening, Lord, and that they would be encouraged by by what they're hearing and in your name, I just pray that they would be blessed. Father, I thank you that that we can change our narrative, that we can change the words, we can change our thoughts, we can change our life. And, and Lord, I recognize that it's not easy. It's work. Sometimes I feel like this is hard work, but also it's so worth it. And mm-hmm. I pray that you will just bring to our awareness any judgment, any perfectionism, any words that we're saying that we may not have even recognized that that's what we're saying, that you will bring it to the forefront so that we can look at it and begin to change it because we know those little changes will make such a big difference. You know, when Kevin says compassion, I just feel like it's like letting us off the hook a little, like we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to be everything to everyone. And, you know, if we were a protector in the family, then that's kind of our role. But Lord, as we heal, then we know we can let go of some of those things and have the freedom. And and I just pray during this holiday season that we would all give ourselves the gift of compassion, of self-compassion in your son's holy name. Amen. Amen.